Good morning. On this bowl of question crunch, Amaya Absinthe is here to talk about her career as a burlesque dancer, answering questions about pole dancing, pasty preferences, and being John McClane's Twinkie Covered Pal. <laughs> When I first got to see some of your burlesque performances on your photos on Instagram, uh, you are insanely awesome. Like, all of those photos are fantastic. Well, thanks. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous how much I appreciate the uh, burlesque as an art form, because I feel like uh, burlesque performers are incredibly talented. Like. The, the lighting is perfect, the music is perfect, the dance is perfect, everything is just amazing. Every little element of the performance is just <laughs> um, inspiring, <laughs> I guess? Yeah, inspiring. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. That's part of the fantasy. Because, you know, sometimes we'll get up there and be like, oh, okay, oh, my stocking's not coming off. Oh, my bra's not coming off. It's okay. I'm going to turn around and make a smile, maybe show my boob as much as I can, and everybody will forget. <laughs> <laughs> How, how much of there is panic though? Like, so that's my. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really, it, it really depends. I mean, it's live theater, so you know, it. Yeah, it really depends. Yeah, sometimes you get up there and you're just like, oh, I forgot this part of the choreography. Ah, we'll make something up. We'll go into the audience and we'll touch somebody's face. <laughs> but um, yeah, so yeah, it depends. <laughs> it's. It's funny that you say that because now I'm thinking about, uh, yeah, that would easily cover up any mistake of like, oh, I'm going to go flirt with an audience member and then everyone in the audience is going to hoot and holler because you did that. And you're like, okay, cool. I bought myself some time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But don't tell anyone I told you that. Don't tell the oh, internet. I, no, don't it's worry. too late. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. This will, be, uh, this will be edited out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> So how did you get into burlesque? You know, it, it, I have a really interesting and kind of bizarre story. So I um, I vaguely knew somebody who was in a troupe and I followed her on, I actually think I followed her on Tumblr. So this was like, you know, seven, eight years ago. But um, she had posted that her burlesque troupe was looking or holding auditions. And so I looked at the audition information and I emailed and she said, you know, oh, I've like, I've always been interested in, in burlesque. I wanted to get into it. I can pole dance because I've been pole, pole dancing for, I think, three years at that point. Um, but, you know, I've never done burlesque. And they said, OK, well, you know, uh, prepare a prepare an audition number. And, you know, we're holding auditions at this time or this place, blah, blah, blah. So I went and it was very I mean, Obviously, the first time you do something, it's like, meh, obviously, you get better in theory. But uh, yeah, looking back on it, it was like, whew. But I made it into the troupe. And then we were, we did performances for a couple of years. And then the troupe actually uh, semi-retired. I obviously did not. But um, yeah, that's how I got into it. Contacting some somebody I vaguely knew on the internet. <laughs> Since it was your first time, how was it to organize that audition? I actually, since I, I've always been dancing, so, you know, I put a lot of thought into it and I was overthinking it and freaking myself out. And I just said, hey, you know, rely on your musicality and take your clothes off. You know how to take your clothes off. <laughs> Don't overthink it. You'll be fine. And I, you know, I did the audition and they said, okay, so the next, the callback process is we have a show with audience members. I think I auditioned on a Sunday and the show was on Saturday. So, you know, come back for on Saturday with audience members and we'll let you know. But I had gotten an email during the week that was like, oh, you made it. But yeah, the show's still on, sun on Saturday. And you know who decided to go? My mom. <laughs> So, you know, that was cool. It was different. <laughs> um, at Renaissance Fair, this uh, this past Renaissance Fair, um, the person who was giving my drink, she was, flirt she, she, you know, it, it, the Renaissance Fair is very uh, suggestive, very uh, sexual. Um, and she leans in and she's like, is it 
good or bad that my mom is in line right now? And I told her that depends if her being there encourages shenanigans or makes you uh, feel uh, nervous. And she's like, it's, it's a little bit of both. I was like, good. I'm okay with that. I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, is she right behind me right now? Should I turn around? Should I meet her? <laughs> well, I, I emphasize it. I, I I played along. I was I was like, oh, well, if your mom's there, I'm going to go all out. <laughs> She's not my mom. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that would be weird. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty... When your mom was there, did it uh, help encourage you to go all out or? You know, okay, so <laughs> my mom, I've been pole dancing for 10 years and I actually started with my mom. My mom called me and she's like, there's a pole dance studio, we should go. And I said, okay. So, you know, we did the first class together and she's like, this is really hard. You, sh you can do it alone. And I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> so my mom is very open and yes, I'll say open. My mom is the type of person where I would have to tell her, like, I have friends coming over don't walk downstairs naked. That's weird. And she's like, okay, thanks for the heads up. But uh, so my mom, my mom is kind of different. <laughs> so it wasn't, it actually didn't necessarily phase me that my mom was there, but it was just, it was a little weird, especially because backstage, um, my new troop mates were like, oh yes. So um, what kind of pasties do you have? I, Cause I have these tassels one. Have you ever twirled tassels? And I was like, no. Like, okay, well, uh, here's a quick tutorial, you know, this is what you do, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well, my mom's coming. And they're like, oh, that's cool. Do you still want the pasties? And it's like, okay, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, it didn't phase me too much. And she was like, okay, good job. All right, I'm going home now. It's like, all right. <laughs> I think that if my mom told me, uh, hey, let's take the pole dancing class, she would regret me being like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, it's a, it was a joke. You're like, too late. Too late. Yeah, I'm already on the internet researching. <laughs> you you started the ball rolling. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't. I I definitely don't think I would be able to do a uh, pole dancing just because uh, I get dizzy really fast. So do I, actually. Bullshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to accuse you of. No, I don't. You spin a lot, and you say. I know. Mm-hmm. So here's the funny thing. Okay. I, um, on static pole, when it doesn't move, I'm usually fine, uh, on spin pole and I perform on spinning pole on spinning pole. If I practice on it, I get, I get motion sick almost in instantly, but when I'm performing the adrenaline helps. So I don't feel that. Um, but if I do a lot of spins on static pole, if I'm just at home, then yeah, I do get motion sick and it, for whatever reason that hasn't gone away. And I've, like I said, I've been pole dancing for 10 years um so i'm still waiting for it to go away but yeah so i don't know if that's an excuse because i also get really dizzy <laughs> i just wouldn't want to be in mid performance like being all sexy and they're like oh hold on hold yeah. on uh -huh. <laughs> sometimes it's like that man you, you get down you're like oh. <sighs> okay. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just gonna, go, uh, gonna go flirt with someone audience member as I try not to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or throw up on them. You know, some people like that. <laughs> I'm not gonna king shame. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I think I think the adrenaline of performing in front of other people helps a hundred percent. That's interesting because, like, uh, I. I, I've told people I like dancing, but usually alcohol is involved because if I'm if I'm sober, I will realize you know what's easier than dancing? Not dancing. <laughs> so much easier than dancing. <laughs> oh yeah, I have I've heard that before. I think that's a I think that's a saying yeah. somewhere an idiom. <laughs> it's a, it's an old saying. It's a really old saying. <laughs> yeah, probably attributed to Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Um, but whenever alcohol is involved, if a song comes on that moves me to dance, it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Like, what is that song? Uh, yeah, by Usher, Lil John, and Ludacris. <laughs> That's been played at every function ever since whenever it came out in the early 2000s. <laughs> I I don't think I can. I, I think I would have to dance to that even sober. <laughs> it's timeless. <laughs> yeah. 
that's a that's that's a nostalgia right there that would get me up out of the seat damn no you 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 proved me wrong i, I can't sit down during that song <laughs> it's the real national anthem <laughs> speaking of songs how do you go about picking a song for your performance so um sometimes it okay there's there's some shows I get invited to do where it's like, hey, we have this very specific theme. Um, do you want to be in it or do you want to do something for it? And I have to say, yes, I know nothing about that theme. So let me get back to you probably tomorrow. Um, I I joke a lot and I say, like, I've only seen about six movies when I obviously have seen more, but it's like, I haven't seen a lot of really popular movies for whatever reason. And a couple of years ago, I was invited to do a, um, a diehard burlesque show and I had never seen it. So I told them, I was like, okay, um, let me rent the movie, let me watch it, and then let me try to figure out something. So a lot of times I'm very lyrical. So sometimes it has to do with the lyrics. Sometimes it has to do with the, the musicality of a song. Um, if I pick something beforehand, but then sometimes I'm, I'll just be listening to my, to my music on my laptop or my phone or whatever. And I'll hear a song and I'll say, oh my gosh, I need to dance to this song. Yeah. So it, it, it really depends, <laughs> but it's, it's always interesting when I have to force myself to pick a song because, <laughs> you know, oh, Hey, we had a performer dropped out, uh, drop out, and uh, our show is in two days. Can you do something? And it's like, uh, for this very specific theme, you know nothing about. And it's like, oh yeah, sure. Let me uh, see what works. <laughs> what song did you pick for Die Hard? So that one, I actually used. What did I do? I used part of the. I was the. I don't even remember his name. I was the. The dad from Family Matters, how he was the, the police officer who was buying yeah. Twinkies for his wife at the, the gas station, I think it was. I used that audio and I I mixed it with the song because the, the somebody had to drop out of that show. So but they were going to do a Twinkie smash. So they were going to, you know, literally smash Twinkies all over themselves. And I had never done that before. And I was like, sure, why not? The show's in two days. Like, I'm not going to think of something spectacular in two days. <laughs> But I, I already had a song um, that, I, that was called Sugar. And so I, I danced to Sugar by Trick Daddy and Ludacris, by the way. Uh, but yeah, it was, I had to cut it because the song's really long. So I, I cut a verse out and you know took my clothes off at the beginning and then had to smash Twinkies all over myself for the end and realized that I had forgotten a towel. So I had to remain in Twinkie <laughs> for a while <laughs> till I got home and I had actually accidentally it, it was everywhere okay so it was like on my legs I think I was running up the stairs after I got off stage I was like it's in my butt it's in my butt it's in my butt it's in my butt and I, like, <laughs> I couldn't get it out so when I got in my car I, like sat in it um it was a very long-winded answer to say sugar by tr by trick daddy <laughs> That is not a long-winded answer. Uh, <laughs> I, I that was that was perfect because uh, I did you know that the Twinkie smashing was gonna happen at a time where you could grab a towel? You know, I did, but since I had never done, I had never done a food number at that point in time, so it didn't occur to me that I needed to bring a towel. I was just like, oh yeah, I was going through all my stuff that I had. Like, okay, I've got my, I've got my my outfit i've got my bra i've got my my bottoms i got the stuff i wear underneath my bottom like i've got everything else but i don't have a towel <laughs> and i tried to you know get some off in the bar bathroom which yeah, it could have been better but i also that show was scripted so i had to run upstairs i almost i almost slipped and like cracked my head open on some stairs because somebody blew glitter all on the floor because somebody was somebody was snorting glitter for pretending to snort glitter for a number um so they blew the glitter all over the floor so when i ran out i almost slipped and ate shit, but i didn't and i was just like oh so i ran upstairs had to try to get the twinkie off and then i had to come back downstairs because i had to deliver some lines <laughs> just covered in twinkie maybe sparkle uh, sparkles on there you know like yeah. <laughs> show business 
Yeah, oh yeah, that's uh, that's Hollywood, baby. <laughs> um, did you have Pacey's during the show? I did. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember which pasties I was wearing, but yeah, I definitely did. And I've got some, I think I have a couple of pictures that I took after the show where I have, I have a blue shirt on because I was, I was supposed to be a police officer. So I had like this blue shirt on and this badge uh, that's falling off because it's huge and uh, just Twinkie all on the like cleavage and on my stomach and everything because I couldn't get it off in time. So I just did the rest of the show with, some tweaky still on <laughs> and then people who come up to me afterward like haha don't touch me i'm sticky <laughs> you don't want this on your clothes <laughs> the reason why i asked about pasties is that uh do you ever do you specify do you, do you make sure that the pasties fit the theme or do you just wear whatever pasties you have available let's see i actually don't think i've ever i'm trying to think if i've done themed pasties if i if i have it's been a while because i used to make before I uh, before I bought a bunch of them, I used to have to make them. So you know, I would. I'm trying to think of some of the interesting ones I've done. Of course, nothing comes to mind because now my brain doesn't work. But I. <laughs> but uh, it's only because you asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering because like, if there was a burlesque performance to Ghostbusters, having the Ghostbusters logo would be pretty rad. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure there has to be someone out there who has Slimer pasties. Like, I, it, it has to exist. But um, usually I, I match my pasties to my, my bra and bottoms. So, yeah, it, it's usually what I do. Um, and then I do have bras that are made of tulle and, like, a finer material. So sometimes I have to just have – I have metal really um, – like pasties that don't that, that won't catch on the tool so but usually yeah usually i'll try to match them to my to my outfit that's a good point i haven't figured out i i haven't even considered having the pasties to make sure that it doesn't snag on any other clothing mm -hmm. that's a um back to the song i was wondering about this because a lot of times uh if i pick a song or if i listen to a song i like the lyrics and this is not about burlesque i just like to try to find a song that matches the mood of a drawing that I do and oh. a lot of times I'll find a song and I'll try to find covers to be able to match the mood better does that happen with burlesque where you're like I think this song might be better if I find a better version oh 100 percent, 100 I think the one that I was having trouble with a few years ago I was tasked with finding or creating a cowboy bebop number and I was like, okay, let me think about it. And I was, because I think her name is Faye Valentine. And I wanted to do Maneater, but I didn't want to do the Hall & Oates version. <laughs> I was like, I feel like it would be a little, like, is there some sort of metal version or something I can find? I ended up going with, uh, it's actually much slower, but it, it worked out. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of times I'm like, is there a cover of this? <laughs> It's it's strange how dramatically different a song can be by the artist, and you're like, oh, yep, this is sexy. All right, I'm 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 down. Let's do this. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. There's a lot a lot faster songs. I uh, have lyrics that are pretty awesome. If you just you know tweak it a bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it's um, it's funny realizing what songs are covers, and you had no idea. And you're like, oh. Well then, <laughs> and you listen to the actual version, you're like, nah, I prefer the cover. I still like I I okay. Speaking of covers and liking the covers more, um, holding out for a hero. Oh I, girl, that's my that's my jam. <laughs> I love that song prior to Shrek. However, when Shrek two came out, I fell in love with that song all over again, and I love that cover so much more than the original. <laughs> yo, yo, I love that song i love it i remember watching shrek when i was how i don't remember how old i was when it came out i was like in high school or something but um that song slaps it had it had no business being that good none at all and i always thought i was like oh if i you know if i get married then i can dance to that song at my at my wedding it'd be great <laughs> There's a a Marvel edit where they take the original uh, Holding Out for a Hero and whoever edited whoever ed it's it's 
it came out just after the first Avengers movie, so there's not the updated clips on there. So it's just like the main crew, the original crew. Um, but the person who edited that video made sure that certain clips matched the lyrics of that song. Nice. And I'll send it your way, but it's just a, a fantastic edit. So if you find, <laughs> if you go on YouTube and type, you know, holding out for a hero and Avengers or Marvel, the first clip is Red Skull's car. And if you see Red Skull's car, that's gonna that's the video I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but that song is amazing. I love that song. I think I first fell in love with that song with a. I think it was a sequel to Short Circuit. I think it was Short Circuit 2 that the first time I heard that song. Oh, I think I'm trying to think. I don't know the first time I heard that song, but yeah, when I heard it in Shrek, I was like, oh, this is it. Well, it's this perfect because you have the fairy <laughs> godmother have that beginning where she's no music whatsoever. It's just like really they calm the whole. Uh... Oh, yeah. C minor. Put it in C minor. <laughs> So, <laughs> I, I completely forgot the first words to that song until you said put it in C minor, and I was like, where have all the good men? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, that song slapped. I'm going to be listening to that song all day today. <laughs> Maybe I'll, uh, oh, That's my plan I, after this interview is listen to that song. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. This, this interview is sponsored by that song. <laughs> we will receive no money and no royalties, but... <laughs> <laughs> so... Tomorrow, when, when this when this uh, episode airs, uh, tomorrow will be a national, I think it's national. It's national or international. Either way, it is cheese day. Um, what song would you pick if you were doing a Swiss cheese themed performance? Okay, so I feel like, okay, and this is, this is my thought process when I have a theme, a, yeah, you know, a theme that I don't know much about. I am not a big cheese person. Um, so, it would go <laughs> it would go one of two ways it would i would either do something kind of literal and pick something called holy like holy diver holy ghost something like that um or just find try to find a song that i like called holy or i would go the other route which is i don't know <laughs> because i don't know much about swiss cheese <laughs> i'm not yeah like i said i'm not a big cheese person but the cheese Growing up, the cheese in my household was always like, here's a block of Colby Jack, and we're going to grate it. You know what I mean? So I was just like, yes, cheese is cheese. I go somewhere, and I commit the ultimate sin of, they're like, what kind of cheese do you want? I'm like, I don't know, American. And they're like, okay. <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's funny, because uh, when you said uh, to the ultimate sin, I was like, oh, what's the ultimate sin? Is it that you don't care about cheese, or you don't ask for cheese? But going with American, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I actually thought you were going to say something like, uh, um, does it matter? I'm like, yes, it matters. <laughs> it, it doesn't, it doesn't. Because even even my boyfriend's like, oh, actually Swiss. I think, it, is it Swiss or Gouda? Sometimes he'll, I'll want to make a, a grilled cheese. And he'll say, oh, I only have Swiss in there. I don't like Swiss for grilled cheese. And I'm like, cheese is cheese. And I'm just, <laughs> except for blue cheese. That that is a, an abomination and I will not stand for it. Blue cheese is the most disgust. I do not like blue cheese. <laughs> when I thought this question, I thought, uh, I wonder if there's some Swiss songs that would be appropriate for a Swiss cheese dance. That, I, didn't, I didn't even think about Holy, which I'm like, yeah, that makes more sense. Then, <laughs> come on, that's, that's Swiss cheese's claim to fame is Holy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about the Swiss thing. I, I mean, I could do that too. There's, I have, um, I'm am conversational in like four languages. So I, um, I'll put conversational in quotes. Don't try to test me on that. Uh, <laughs> but I, so I've danced to, I've danced, I have a couple songs, uh, a couple numbers in Japanese because I'm ethnically Japanese. And so I've, do, I've done songs in Japanese. I speak some German, so I've done songs in German. I haven't done anything in Spanish, though. Uh, I feel like sometimes that can get tricky. But yeah, I, I definitely, I listen to Spanish music, so it, it's kind of all over the place. <laughs> but Swiss would not be, a, it wouldn't be a big jump for me. Would you happen to know what kind of outfit I wear? I know that wasn't part of the question, but I'm like, uh, a cheese, a cheese, uh... A whole show devoted to cheese would be pretty fun, in my opinion. <laughs> you, you know, it, it's I've 
feel like they're weirder concepts, so that could definitely work. <laughs> I didn't know like you the cheese show. <laughs> when you said Die Hard, I thought that was a weird concept. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. It, that show was fantastic. I actually brought it was uh, done by a Hollywood Jane review, and I was talking to Blanche Bourgeois, who is the who is the producer, and uh, about bringing it back this year, and she wants to so. If it happens, uh, I'll let you know. But um, yeah, Cheetah Show would not be completely out of the ordinary, but I'd probably wear white. Yeah, white. Um, yeah, I'd probably cover a bra and put, you know, make little draw holes in it or something. I have a bra that I did and I was Gudetama. So I had a, I made like a little uh, cracked open shell, Gudetama face. So I feel like, you know, making a Swiss cheese bra wouldn't be too hard. So if Die Hard's not the weirdest show that you've done, what, what, what has been like one of the weirdest themed shows that you've done? Something I actually had to sit down and think about because I, I mean, like I said, you know, sometimes people ask me to do a show. I'm like, I don't know anything about that. Let me, you know, let me try to figure something out. Like I've, I did an Oingo Boingo show uh, was my last show right before, right before the lockdown. And I, I, I was like, um, I don't know much about Oingo Boingo. Let me try to listen to their entire discography and pick a song that I think I can work with in two days. Um, but so that's not necessarily the weirdest, but that was definitely something I had to sit down and think about. I think the oddest, Thing that I might have done is recently uh, one that comes to mind was Yacht Rock because I was like I don't own a boat <laughs> <laughs> I've never been on a yacht but uh, so I had to do a lot of searching and I was like oh, okay what did I end up dancing to oh I danced to Waiting for a Girl Like You by Foreigner as soon as I saw that on a on a playlist I was like oh yeah <laughs> the jam <laughs> i was listening to oingo boingo before uh getting into this interview so when you said <laughs> boingo i was like i fucking love oingo boingo so that would be amazing <laughs> yes yeah, um uh leah lavoie asked me to do that in february of 2020 and she's like we're doing an oingo boingo show and i'd love for you to to be in it and i was like i know nothing about oingo boingo at all, except for Danny Elfman. And that's about it. <laughs> I've never seen Weird Science, but uh, yeah, it's, but yeah, I figured out, I, I danced to Mama, actually, if you know that song. I'm, I probably do. I, I'm not too, I'm not too keen on uh, song titles. I don't know. He, says, have to look. Be he says Mama a lot. You would know Damn. which one. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried about that. I was worried, like, <laughs> listeners were like, Jimmy, if you don't know, if you don't, <laughs> hey, you would know if, it's, if you knew it. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge you, but like, you don't know that one. I just said, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you watched the uh, mo movies that made us on Netflix? I watched, okay, so <laughs> I'm actually in an advanced screenwriting class. And I watched a couple of uh, episodes for that class as like an, an extra credit. So I watched the the Nightmare Before Christmas one, and then I watched the Coming to America one. The the thing that I really love about the Nightmare Before Christmas one was just finding out that uh, it was because uh, Paul Rubin, uh, Pee Wee Herman, uh, was a fan of Boingo Boingo, got him to do the soundtrack for Pee Wee Herman's uh, Big Adventure, and that's what got Danny Elfman <laughs> into movie soundtracks. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was nuts. He was like, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm like, wow, so relatable. I feel like that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I love it because like his agent's like, so you, you uh, he's like, I don't know, and I've never done a soundtrack. He's like, so do you want me to tell him no? I was like, no, nah, I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, I, I I definitely appreciate that. That that series was, or the the docu series, watching the couple episodes that I did, it's was, was very interesting. And I love documentaries. That is my that is my shit. I love documentaries so much, especially if they're done really well. Um, I, I like learning. So 
I'm a nerd, but uh, I like learning a lot. So, you know, I love really good documentaries. But yeah, I definitely, I, I like that series. The narration is all over the place sometimes. I'm like, shut up, let them talk. <laughs> when, when I first heard about that series, I was really worried it was just going to be about a bunch of nerds talking about movies. And I don't, I don't care about listening to that because if I want that, I'll just go find my friends and talk about movies. <laughs> when I found out it was actually the creators talking about the process and like the, the um, I don't want to say smaller creators, but they're not the big, they're not the big Hollywood types that are going to try to make it sound pretty. They're the yeah. behind the scenes folks who are like, here's what happened. Here's the fuck ups. And I love hearing about fuck ups because it does make, uh, it does make you feel I'm not gonna say it lessens imposter syndrome, but it does make you feel uh, like you're on the right track with your fuck ups. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I. <laughs> yeah, especially like I said, I'm I'm taking this advanced screenwriting class, so I also write. So there's a lot of times where I'm watching a movie, I'm like, how did this get made? How? How? Who? This got greenlit. Somebody read the script and said, yes, I need this on my screen tomorrow. You know, um, I I do a lot of performance things. I you know, um, try to be involved in, in film production things. So I've, you know, I've studied cinematography, I've studied um, acting, and I want to get into to directing eventually. But there's a lot of times I have to, I break down every movie and every TV show that I watch like that. So it's all, okay, you know, this got made, you know, with this, with this janky, camera person who doesn't know what a tripod is and they're you know doing this the entire time and then I'm just like I could be doing this I could be doing this so <laughs> I def I feel that with the, okay so I'm, I'm I keep coming back to that diehard performance because I keep thinking of all these <laughs> so you played the cop you played uh this pal um but were 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 there other dancers involved and do they play other characters from the movie? Yes. Yes. Okay. So we had we had this script that was fantastically written. Um her name is her name is Georgia O'Queef. Uh she went to I think she went to school for theater uh and I think specifically writing. But she wrote the script that was actually really good. So uh Veronica Voss was um john is it mclean is that his name i'm yeah it's been a bit since i watched the movie but um yeah so she's she was john mclean who also did a great job we every every act was was a different all the performers were different characters so we had remember i told you somebody was snorting glitter or pretending to snort glitter there was that that couple that were having sex in the, in the bathroom or the dressing room wherever where, where john walks in so that was a number um somebody was was argyle the the limo driver that was a number i was the police officer so obviously like i said i i had a number um somebody was i can't remember i can't remember what who what alan rickman's character was but somebody was alan rickman and then it was scripted so you know people had lines and it was it flowed really nicely i really hope we bring the show back because that was that was a really that was a really awesome show and it was really fun to be a part of even though i'd only seen the movie you know once the day before <laughs> but it, it, i feel like it was a really great representation of that movie what so uh what are those uh what was it because like i i think it's huh, i don't even know the terminology the uh ribbons that folks can climb up and then fall back oh, down. yeah 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 like aerial silks yeah yeah mm -hmm. was there a hans gruber that did that and then fell <laughs> <laughs> no i think um i think she fell off the side of the stage or something okay okay <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That that would have been good. The 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 venue where we performed that wasn't wasn't rigged for aerial performances. I'm sure if if because Georgia was was Hans Gruber. I'm sure. I think I think she had a different name too, just because of um just because of copyright. But I I don't remember what it was. I'm sure it was it was some sort of punny joke because because Veronica wasn't John Glenn. She was like buns mclean or something like that <laughs> <laughs>
So this is the uh, 69th uh, bowl, and uh, I know we've uh, been talking about burlesque, which is sexy, but uh, I think we could talk more about 69. Um, it right. always makes me, whenever I think about that number, I think of Bill and Ted when they see the future selves, and they're like, well, what number are we thinking about? And they go, 69. Ha. What would be your test to get you to prove to you that you're you? <laughs> You know what? I I've actually told somebody this. I, I think it had to do with something I was watching. I said, "This is how you know that I am me and not, you know, a fake me from another universe." If I start making a lot of stupid jokes, then it's definitely me. <laughs> if I start making stupid jokes and I laugh at my own stupid jokes, <laughs> I don't I don't necessarily have to think you or I don't necessarily want to think that you think I'm funny. As long as I think I'm funny, then it's me. <laughs> but if you met you, wouldn't you all, wouldn't evil you know that you have to do that? Or like, what if it was a robot you? How would you like, you know, you're like, oh, I'm me. And like, all right, I, we'll prove it. And you have to tell know. a stupid joke? Yeah, no, I mean, and it's not, I've never done, <laughs> I've never done stand-up comedy, so I don't know, I don't even know if I'd be able to come up with, with one on the spot. It would take, <laughs> it would take, you know, hanging out with me for a little bit to be, to, for me to, to be able to tell. I don't know if you can pram my, or program my weird humor into, <laughs> into a, a robot personality. <laughs> I feel like if, uh, if to to if I saw a me and I needed a test to see if it's actually me, I would try to uh, sing some lyrics from a '90s cartoon theme song and see if they know it. Because if they don't know it, then we're out. You're not me. <laughs> oh yeah, or even like early 2000s obscure. I'd be like five o'clock, get a call. To what is it to complain about the skate park down by the mall? And then like my my alter ego would be like, oh my god, I love uh, what is it? My life as a teenage robot. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking about, uh, well, uh, what was I thinking about? I was thinking about Goofy Movie, and I was like. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that's, 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 no, 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 that's too good. Everyone knows the, the lyrics in a Goofy Movie. <laughs> so, okay, you know what? I'm going to put that test. It's uh, Next time I go in public, I'm just going to be like, they've been laughing since I can remember. And see if, <laughs> if they can't respond. And they're <laughs> I don't know the exact okay, so it's like it's they've been laughing since I can remember. Um fuck, what's the next lyric? But they're not laugh anymore. Yeah. I'm I know parts of that song. Okay, well you're definitely not me, thank you. you yeah, <laughs> I know I know parts of that song. I thought you were talking about Powerline songs. I was like, oh yeah, everyone knows Powerline songs. <laughs> a little bit of Powerline songs. I don't have okay. those memorized. It's the it's the uh, first song that I have memorized. That's interesting. Um, that's yeah, that's very interesting. Um, I do I'm whenever I say a piece of cake. I do. <laughs> it's a piece of cake. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the actually the first burlesque, bringing it back to burlesque, um, the very first burlesque show that I got asked to be a part of while while I wasn't uh, or solo because I was in a troupe and I had been performing with them at our own shows. But the very first time I was asked to do something just me, it was a a cartoon character show, and I was like, oh my god. I want to be Powerline and I want to pole dance as Powerline. That would be amazing. But the the venue wasn't rigged for, or did, they didn't have a, a high enough ceiling for me to do that. So we couldn't do it. And I still have yet to do a Powerline number. So I very, I should get on that. Yes. Um, but I ended up doing Kim Possible. <laughs> That's also cool. But Powerline, <laughs> I would lose my shit if. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's a piece of cake. The stand that. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> now, would, would you do that or would you do uh, eye to eye? Oh, I think stand out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I think stand out. Eye to eye. I think that they'll. Wait, I think that. I don't think. Was it stand out? Because I'm trying to think of like because one of the power longs. I'm pretty sure it's eye to eye. The whole bump, banana, and it's just a really fun lead up that everyone will recognize if you've heard the the first notes. Mm, mm, 
Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because <laughs> then you can do the is. perfect cast. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. There's there is a video of Tevin Campbell doing uh eye to eye at like D. What is it? Is it called D three? I can't. No, that's uh, D three. D twenty three. Uh, of him doing it at D23 and he has, you know, backup dancers and then they start doing the perfect cast and then people in the comments were like, oh my God, it's starting to tear me up and I just didn't do it. I don't want anybody to do that. <laughs> like he started doing it and he started to cry. It's like, no. <laughs> no, I'm supposed to be sexy. <laughs> I'm not supposed to move you to tears. <laughs> um, you recently did a show uh, prior to this interview. Uh, well, prior to the when it goes live i'm just saying like immediately just a day or uh, what was it friday for uh yes. the series. yeah and it was friday i remember you talking about that performance um and it got me worried just because i'm not a big fan of clowns and so whenever i see the word circus i get a little uh worried um but then i saw the post on instagram and i did not know it was a rocky horror picture show themed thing and your performance was amazing oh thanks i uh blanche bourgeois i've talked about her a lot i feel like uh during this <laughs> interview she's great but uh she asked me if she does what's called lollipop lira um so aerial lira is the the hoop and then lollipop is it's attached to a pole so I, you know, I pole dance and I've also done Lyra, but I've never done, I've never done lollipop Lyra. So she asked me to do a duet with her and I said, yes, I just haven't touched a Lyra since before lock, the pandemic lockdown and I've never done lollipop Lyra. So we'll see how it goes. But, you know, I had been going over to her house for the past, yeah, for the past month and maybe a little longer, but yeah, it's it, lollipop is a different kind of it's a different kind of hurt than uh, even just lira and pole. There's I got some I got some burns that I is, mm, they're painful. <laughs> What's amazing was that some of the moves were in sync with each other, like you were mirrored. But then there were other times when you would do something different, and it just the transitions were really cool. <laughs> oh, I appreciate. I thank you. I appreciate that so much because, like I said, that was my first time doing it. <laughs> uh, and it was for anyone who uh, I guess you can find them on Instagram, but um, it was to a uh, double feature, right? Yeah, it was Joan Jett's cover of it, which is so very bad. catchy. Every time, after every time we we rehearsed that song, it stuck in my head for hours. Literally every time. <laughs> um so how does how how would someone find the next show that you're doing are you, would it be on your social media or mm -hmm. i usually am pretty good about posting it on my social media whether it be um yeah usually i post it on instagram and then i have like the link in bio thing so you can click that and you can find all my all my show links and i'm pretty good about you know having a show link that leads you directly to my uh the eventbrite ticket link or if it doesn't, I'll link it to whatever show it, their Instagram. Because sometimes they'll be like, oh, the ticket link is not up yet. But they'll put it on. I'll link it to their Instagram so you can kind of see. Well, because I checked all your links. And I was like, uh, I saw your website. And I think there was a newsletter that you can sign up for or something. I, I'm pretty, pretty sure about that. Yes. That is new. <laughs> that is completely new. So I, um, yeah, I spent some time designing a website. What's up, Squarespace? Uh, so I spent some time <laughs> designing a, a website and trying to get um, like newsletters and things like that in, in order. Uh, so yeah, I think what I have right now is like a is a waiting list for one. So once I get everything sort of situated, I just kind of wanted to get the website and put that up in my in my bio. But there's a couple of things that you can sign up for. It's like, oh, let me know when this happens. But yeah, the newsletter is one of them. So what is what what is your Instagram? So my Instagram is actually my it's actually my uh, my legal name. Um, so it's Devin at D E V Y N. The Y always trips people up. So it's D E V Y N K A W A T A is my Instagram. Kawata. It's a Japanese last name. Um, and then my my web address is 
amayaabsence.com. And I spell absence with with a uh, Y instead of the I in absence. So that trips people up too. <laughs> just throwing in the Y just because. <laughs> yeah, I you know, I, if you want to blame someone, blame my mom. <laughs> she, she was like, Devin with a Y, heck yeah. And then I'll tell you like, oh yeah, my name's Devin with a Y. And people are like, D-Y. And it's like, no. <laughs> and I know on your Instagram, there's a link tree that gives all the way the ways that you can support you by buying a croissant, let's dance, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, is that, you were going to say something. I was going to say that croissant is no joke. There is a really good, <laughs> there's an expensive uh, bakery in Beverly Hills and they got croissants at like $5. And I was like, if somebody wants to buy me a croissant. <laughs> So you I post a photo croissant. of you eating the croissant? Hell yeah, I'll post a picture of me eating the croissant. Because <laughs> if I, if I, well, no, I'm a liar. I was going to say, if I knew it was Rocky Horror Picture Show, I'd probably be there, but I saw photos of clowns. I would not have appreciated that. <laughs> I'm a liar. You know what's really funny? Okay, so yeah, I, I've done the Secret Circus before, and there wasn't necessarily a theme for that one. I was like, circus, obviously a clown. So I... There is this song um, called Carnival of Rust, and it's really pretty. And it's got like this, yeah, it, it's really pretty. I really like it. And so I was like, okay, obviously, and it's kind of slower, and it builds, it's, it's dramatic. And I was like, obviously, I have to be a sad clown. That's what that's what this this music touts speaks to me. I have to be a sad clown. So I did that at the last, or not the Secret Circus on Friday, the last one, and. I kept walking around. I had, I didn't do like a big old red nose or anything. I think I just put highlighter on my nose and I had like some highlighter on my cheeks and I had um, had some kind of iridescent, <laughs> I had iridescent blue tears and I walked around with a big old frown and people were like, why are you frowning? I'm like, it'll make sense with the number. But uh, there were definitely clowns there. And then there were less clowns on Friday because it was Rocky Horror Picture Show, but there was still a couple. And even <laughs> the couple that I saw was like, I feel like if somebody didn't like clowns, that would be really off-putting and really jarring because you look interesting. <laughs> you might not have liked that part. I'm glad you said less because uh, I was going to say no. I went on the Instagram and I saw all the photos from it, and there were there were more it, there were there were clowns, but not as many as I would. I, okay, I didn't expect any clowns. No, okay. <laughs> When I saw the word circus, I expected clowns. When I saw a theme, yeah. I was like, okay, so maybe not clowns. And I saw them show up, and I was like, man, that would have sucked if I was at that show, and I just turned around, and there's a fucking clown standing next to me. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely less clowns than my, the, the other time I performed with them, but there were still clowns. <laughs> I think that that performance of you as a clown, you performed one of the with one of the previous guests I've had on the podcast. Oh, who? Rex? Oh! <laughs> That's funny. I don't even think... I, I've been meaning to send my picture of myself as a sad clown to Rex, and I have... I don't think... I I have ADHD, and sometimes it gets really bad. And I, uh, I think I was like, yes, I'm going to do it! And then I totally forgot. <laughs> to be fair, pandemic, pandemic time is really strange on the mind, where <laughs> things get just forgotten, and and you're like, oh... I, I was going to say it last week, right? No? Two years ago? Shit. All right. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's actually really funny? And I just thought of it. I actually dreamt about this interview last night. And I dreamt that you asked me. Yeah. I dreamt that you asked me a math question. And it was like a really, it was like a two, adding two really big numbers together. So then I started doing it. But then I thought like I was doing it for homework. And I closed my laptop and left you and like went off. <laughs> and then later I was like, oh, shoot. I was doing an interview. <laughs> I want to make it known. Right now, I'm going to make a declaration. I'm never going to ask anyone a math question on my podcast. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> That's never going to happen. I don't Can know I get what, that writing? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what multiverse, Jimmy, you were being interviewed by, but math questions? Go f No. <laughs> dumb, Jimmy. I don't like that, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm sure there's a math podcast <laughs> uh, math jimmy fuck that universe <laughs> i had one person dream of they said that they dreamt of me doing drawings off in the corner and i'm just like so does that mean that 
all reality depends on there has to be one Jimmy always drawing in some one of the universes. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, I feel like with me, <laughs> there has to be uh, two things. And mine yeah. always is dancing or there's uh, making stupid jokes. That's another thing. Like if I if there's music that starts to play, whether it's, you know, abstract music or, you know, something you can seriously get down to. I've been known to dance to ice cream man music. I've been known to dance to just like, a, you know, a tapping beat. And like, do, do. Yeah. If I start randomly dancing, like, oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I can do that. But there has to be alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just it's it's in my soul just dancing to music <laughs> uh what advice would you give to someone who's aspiring to become a burlesque dancer go to shows um yeah go seek out shows go to because there's and, and there's a lot of shows that are there every week you know there's triptease in santa monica I believe they're there every wednesday um lola Boutte has has established herself as a producer that has shows every week so there's a lot of shows that run every week there's shows that run every month like babylon cabaret runs every month burlesque and chill is virtual uh runs every month uh, so there's it's become more accessible, especially because of the pandemic and virtual shows. But yeah, go to shows. Um, and then that way you can you can kind of see what it's about. If you want to take classes, those are available too. I know Miss Spent Youth has burlesque classes. Um, I think Lily Von Stupp has still has burlesque classes. You can take burlesque classes if you're more hands-on. Um, hands-on. <laughs> uh, you can't see that because that was that was a video thing, but uh, a video joke. But uh, yeah, so, you know, and then just dance and make friends with, not in a creepy way, but, you know, make friends with producers and dancers and then, you know, submit to shows. I mean, even if you, even if you don't go to sh uh, shows extremely regularly, um, but you're still friends with performers or producers, sometimes, you know, if you tell them, you know, hey, I've got, I've, filmed my own number you can do that in your in your living room if you have space you can do that in a in a dance studio it doesn't really matter as, uh, as far as like an audition kind of goes um but you know if you have a number that you've recorded and you can send that to somebody just like hey I've, I've never done a show but this is what I can do they can put you you know in a show if they have if they have a theme that you think you can do or you know it's there's, there's ways to get into it. It's not completely, it's not completely uh, difficult to get into. I don't, I don't think. <laughs> I know you ask because you want to be in it. <laughs>